Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Blake Benz Podcast. Today, 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 we are talking about pay in the workplace. And I love this topic because if people, the people who know me, they, the ones who know me really well, they know that I do not really skirt controversy. I am okay with saying what I think. And this is a topic that for whatever reason, man, it just it creates the biggest source of controversy in terms of people who get frustrated with me. When I talk about pay, I really the the audience that I'm speaking to, it's the business owner who is dysfunctional, who cannot understand why their employees are low quality or not performing at a high level while simultaneously paying them minimum wage. And it's a funny concept to me because in my mind, paying people what they're worth isn't a political topic. It's not anything that's like academic. It's not anything theoretical. It's, it's I, in my mind, I'm very transactional. And so I see, okay, you have a really phenomenal employee. They're bringing in this amount of money. Let's pay them what they're actually worth. And it's not because owners are greedy. It's not because, although some are, it's not because all owners are ego-driven, although some of them are. It's that there's often a disconnect between why don't my employees, why aren't they operating at the highest level while I'm not really providing anything to them? And it's it's funny how I get into this conversation with people because I see it a lot more in like hourly employees or rather owners who have a lot of hourly employees who... You know, they say things like, well, my hourly employees are really low quality. You know, they're not really caring about my mission. They're not really caring about my values. And thus, I'm not going to invest much time in them. Meanwhile, my, you know, director of operations, my COO, whoever, the salaried person is really bought in. And so naturally, I put more money into that person than I do these hourly workers. And I love this topic because it it really shows sort of a disconnect between paying people what they're worth and the outcomes we expect from them. And I think owners, the the way we get this backwards sometimes is we think that, we think that, that employees are being withholding from us when they're not really being withholding. It's that their priorities are totally focused on themselves rather than the business. And for good reason, here's what I mean by this. When I was a high school teacher, I had these students who, some of them were like, you know, I'd have 9, 10, 11, 12th grade students. And so you'd have the 11th grader who is operating at like a 7th grade reading level. So right off the bat, you have these like really incredible circumstances to try to overcome for your students. Well, the problem is you're trying to get them on level, so to speak. You're trying to get them thinking at a high level, you're trying to build their critical thinking skills and make them a functioning person in terms of like their their academic uh, ability. And in some cases, you're trying to prepare them for college or whatever future job they're going to have. But the disconnect is that it's really hard to get students thinking about sort of these high level concepts when some of them are thinking about where their next meal is going to come from. Tell you a little bit more about the the education world that I was in. We had ninety eight percent of our students who qualified for free and reduced lunch, and that's a a basically a status reserved for students who uh, are lower sec- socioeconomic status. They uh, qualify for reductions or for free lunch because of their income. 
getting this really granular. You have a student, for example, who maybe they have a family of nine and they all live in the same one bedroom apartment. And maybe there's only a one parent in the family. And maybe that parent's working two or three jobs. And maybe this 11th grader as the oldest in the family is also working a full-time job. And so what happens, the disconnect is on one hand, we expect students to really operate at this high level, but in their mind, some of these students, what they're faced with is more than a lot of the burdens that we as working professionals will ever face. A really good example of this, I had a student who, he was always late to my class. He was always 10 or 15 minutes late. And on top of that, he would really struggle to stay awake in my class. My class was at 7.30 in the morning. Now, I could have gotten really frustrated at him. I could have gotten really angry at him. But instead, I talked to him and I said, hey, what's going on? Like, why? Like, what is happening? And talked a little bit to his family and came to find out that as soon as we got done with school, he would go off to his full-time job. Full-time job, the shift would start at, I don't know, maybe 5.30 or 6. And then he would work that job till something like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Then he would go home, he'd sleep for a few hours, and then my first class would again be at 7.30 in the morning. And this is what he was doing. He was doing this as a 12th grader. And he would come every day and be a few minutes late, and he would struggle to stay awake, basically functioning on four or five hours of sleep, and was essentially trying to graduate. He was trying to pass. He was actually a genius of a kid, and so he was able to do really well in my class. But but I, I just I couldn't help but understand that there was a little bit of irony behind me being annoyed that he's not operating at the highest level when his basic needs aren't taken care of. Now, this actually isn't a new concept. This isn't this isn't like something that people haven't looked at before. There's actually this really incredible theory called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And what this theory says is, and you can Google this, it's really easy to to track down, but imagine a pyramid and pretend like this pyramid, as you move up the pyramid, represents like your productivity in life and like your awareness of your potential. So at the very top of this pyramid is like the epitome of, I, I know my calling and I'm walking in it. And I know what I'm made for. And I know all of my giftings. And I know what my sweet spot is, so to speak. And like where I need to like really invest myself. Like I, I, I know my purpose and I'm excited behind it. So that's at the top of the pyramid. At the bottom of the pyramid is, is I'm not thinking of it at all. I'm, I'm not even processing. Maybe I've never even asked myself the question of what am I passionate about or what are my giftings? And maybe I have no idea. Well, in congruence with wherever you are in this pyramid... The, the theory of Maslow's hierarchy of needs basically states that as your primary needs get met, you're able to move up this pyramid. So at the very bottom, you have your very literal physical needs like food and shelter. And as you move up the pyramid, you have your psychological needs. Like I have to physically be safe, but I also have to emotionally know I'm safe. It's like, you know, you won't really find a relationship, for example, where the husband or the wife feel really you know, in tune with who they are when they're always worried about like the next fight with their spouse. And moving beyond emotional safety, you have things like recognition and affirmation and motivation. And so, you know, actually recognizing people and speaking into them and encouraging them. And then again, at the very top of this pyramid, you have 
your, it's called self-actualization. I'm able to walk out my calling and really and do that in a really meaningful, impactful way. The way this theory plays out is you can't expect a student who doesn't even know where his next meal is coming from, who doesn't have his basic needs taken care of, to also be able to self-actualize. And so it's not that the student is actually short-sighted. It's not that the student is greedy or selfish. It's that the person cannot move up the ladder. Now, if we want to make this even more relevant to like the workplace, it's also why employees do not flourish in toxic environments. If I'm in an environment where there's a lot of backstabbing, where there's a lot of uh, just threatening behavior, you know, it's like it's it's the gotcha system. You know, it's it's oh they're going to get me, they're going to find out that I'm doing something wrong, or you know, my boss. Every meeting is about something I'm doing wrong. That person will not flourish in the workplace. They literally cannot move up the ladder in terms of moving up that pyramid because there's not the emotional security and the encouragement that they actually need. The reason this is so important on the conversation of minimum pay is it speaks to why owners get frustrated when their employees, again, they aren't operating at that high level, but at the same time, they're paying minimum wage. And it's why I'm such an advocate for fair pay. It's why I care so much about fair pay because now, you know, honestly, I, I want everyone, I don't think, I don't want anyone to have the burden of a mortgage. Now, I'm not saying like, do we need to just not have mortgages or like make houses free or, or anything? I, it's just that I, I don't want anyone to have an unhappy life, I guess is what I'm getting at. And so I want people to have their greatest needs taken care of. But beyond all of that, my passion is to help business owners grow and scale profitable, sustainable businesses. To do that, you need employees who actually care about the business, who actually care about the customers, who care about using their skill sets well and applying it well. To do that, they have to be able to self-actualize. To self-actualize, they have to have their basic needs taken care of. They have to have everything taken care of in terms of their physical needs, food and shelter, the emotional needs. That's the only way they can move up the ladder. And so the reason this is so important is it it speaks to reframing your philosophy, especially if you're hiring frontline employees, if you're hiring hourly employees. It's not, oh my gosh, they're so greedy and selfish. I'm paying them and I'm getting so little in return. Maslow's theory basically says that people are, they're, they're, they're literally mentally incapable of elevating themselves beyond where they are in that pyramid. And I've seen it happen too. I mean, you know, whenever, whenever that big paycheck comes in, my creativity goes through the roof. I'm like, man, what do I want to, what are the options I have in my life? What do I want to do with my life? When I'm worried about the mortgage, when I'm worried about a, a medical bill or some kind of payment, I, I, my sense of, I don't even want to say like sense of self, but the, let's just say like, I guess the dreams get reduced quite a bit down to, oh my gosh, I just got to survive. You know, it's like that whole fight or flight syndrome, right? And so wherever you are in your business journey, it speaks to the cost of good leadership and the cost of having really great employees you cannot have great employees without great cost. That's a literal monetary cost. 
that's a cost of your time and energy because you're spending time with your people and encouraging them and recognizing them. It's kind of like, wow, leadership's a lot of work. And it's like, yeah, but it's worth it. So I don't speak to all of this in the sense of let's just willy-nilly just pay people tons of money. I mean, you can be strategic about it. You can tie it to as like an incentive system or like a bonus system or tie it to their productivity. But if we want our staff people to do better, we have to do a better job of, again, providing them with what they need to actually grow and excel and be those phenomenal people that they're capable of being. You know, it's actually, it's, it's, it's not a foreign concept. And it's, it's why we're seeing schools, for example, provide breakfast to their students. You know, it's not just like, wow, if I get you, you know, an egg, now you're going to think more or think better. It's I'm providing basic needs so that you can go beyond thinking about those basic needs. Just some food for thought for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com is a good way to reach out to me. Obviously, you can leave a review on the podcast. And yeah, I got a great episode coming up later this week. I think you'll enjoy it. I'll see you.